you're always going to get some extra help when you have an intern around. You're going to get to some of those projects and tasks that you haven't gotten an opportunity to do. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today, I have a fantastic guest on the line. Her name is Lauren Berger, uh, who is here to give us tips on using internships in our business. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the call with me today. Thanks for having me. Lauren, you're known as the intern queen. Um, How did this happen? Well, I had 15 internships when I was in college, which is a little crazy. No one needs uh, 15 internships, but... (laughs) I enjoyed these experiences so much. And after every internship, I was learning so much about who I was and what I wanted to do after graduation. And I noticed that there was really a gap in the marketplace. There was no one that was out there telling young people how to get these internships Mm -hmm. or how to make the most of them. And so as I was graduating college, I came up with the idea to actually be the person who would help my peers get internships. And that's how The Intern Queen was born. And you've written a couple of books on the subject? Yes, my first book, it's called All Work, No Pay. It came out in 2012. And my new book is called Welcome to the Real World. And it's all about how to be successful after graduation. Cool. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about internships from the perspective of the business owner or the entrepreneur that hires the intern. Um, and that is because the listeners of this podcast are entrepreneurs and business owners themselves and perhaps could uh, use interns in their business. So first of all, let's talk about, um, for anyone that doesn't know already, what is an internship? An internship is an opportunity for a usually an enrolled college student to come into a business and to observe how a business is run, how a specific company is run, and how a certain industry works. So over the course of a full college semester, a student will observe and help execute entry-level tasks in the workplace in order to benefit their um, their career experience in the long run. You mentioned there one of the benefits. Are there any more? Uh, Because I'm just thinking, um, you know, why would anyone want to work for free? What's in it for the intern? Sure. So there's two types of internships. There's paid internships and there's unpaid internships. Mm -hmm. Um, Paid internships are are usually going to require more time than unpaid internships. Uh, Typically, companies offering unpaid internships are only requiring students to work 12 to 15 hours per week so that if they need to have a part-time job, they can have one. But a student wants to come in uh, to a company and intern because A, they want the resume builder. You know, they want something amazing on their resume. Uh, B, they want a hands-on learning experience. They're not just going to be sitting around at the internship. They're going to actually get the opportunity to practice being an entry-level employee Um, three, it's going to be a great networking opportunity for them. All of the executives that they're going to meet at this company Mm -hmm. are going to be contacts of theirs for the rest of their career. And I would say the fourth thing is what I call pursuit or elimination. 
at the end of the internship, they're going to have a better idea of what they want to do with their future. Do they want to go into this industry? Maybe not. Maybe they hated the internship, but at least they're not going to waste their time after college in that field. Sometimes if the the intern you know, turns out to be uh, very good at what they did um, during the internship, does that sometimes lead to a full-time position for the intern? Yes. Uh, part of the legal criteria um, in the U.S. for unpaid interns is that both the employer and the intern understand that an internship does not guarantee a full-time job. At a lot of the Fortune 500 companies in the U.S., uh, there are very large percentage, uh, there's a very large percentage of students who intern and then get offered full-time employment. Mm-hmm. These are companies that are hiring hundreds of people every year. Um, but again, it is not a requirement. So my suggestion is that the intern goes into the opportunity, networks and connects with as many different people as possible so that the opportunity leads to employment somewhere. Maybe not at that company, but you're building your network so that you can get a job somewhere else through a connection of someone you meet at the internship. Sure, but um, from the perspective of the business owner, if if they love what they did, um, and you know, and we think, wow, this is a really great person. I'd love to keep hold of them. Um, they at least have that option to offer them a job. Absolutely. I think um, it's a great uh, employee retention pool that you're getting when you bring on a bunch of interns. You know, if you want to hire them a job, you already have trained employees. They've already gone through the process. They understand what the company's responsibilities are. They've done a lot of the things. They have relationships with some of your clients, some of their, you know, um, some of the people that work in the office. So I think uh, for employers, hiring interns is a great thing. And even if you can't offer your intern a job, um, I think, and I, I've realized this as I've grown in my career as a business owner and an entrepreneur, but some of the young people that interned for me when I started my business five years ago are super successful today. And it's ironically in my benefit to stay in touch with them. So I think <laughs> it's funny how that sort of works out. So let's talk about some more of the benefits to the business owner. What other reasons would we want to hire interns? I think business owners should hire interns because A, it's going to provide a whole new um, mentor mentorship um, side to your company. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't run any mentorship programs in the past, this is a great opportunity to really give back. A lot of successful entrepreneurs and business owners um We can all look back and talk about how we started and our first internship. And it's nice to be able to give that back to your community and to work with the schools uh, on a local and national basis and bring in students and give them that learning opportunity. Um, I think it's good for uh, overall company morale. And it's just good to have, like you mentioned before, that pipeline of potential employees. Um, When you you might not have a job opening when an intern is done with the duration of their internship. But two years later, you might have a job opening and then you can go back to these interns and potentially hire them. I actually recently did that. I had um, my company is very small. You know, we have uh, three full time employees and we in January we had a job opening. And sure enough, I hired a student who interned me, who interned for me from Ithaca College two years ago. And he came in miles ahead of some of the other um, employees who I've recruited from other sources because she interned for me. Brilliant. Um, and then, of course, you know, 
you you want to give your interns a supervised learning experience and you want to teach them about the company. And I think, you know, you're always going to get some extra help when you have an intern around. You're going to get to some of those projects and tasks that you haven't gotten an opportunity to do. It is very important to make sure that the interns aren't just sitting around doing nothing and that every task you're um, you're assigning them has some sort of learning objective uh, tied to it. Is it wrong to say, Lauren, um, especially with these unpaid internships, that by doing this, we're getting more hands on deck, um, you know, more labor and work done in the company, and obviously we're, we're keeping our expenses down? Um, you just want to be really careful. It's definitely a sensitive subject right now. There's a lot of lawsuits um, mm-hmm. with some very big, very high-profile companies all over the country in regards to interns. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big criticisms that uh, naysayers have about internships and mm-hmm. to companies that bring on uh, specifically unpaid interns is that they are replacing paid employees with interns. So it's good to know the criticism because you want to make sure that as a business owner, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's a good test to ask yourself, you know, when you're giving your intern a bunch of tasks to do, you should ask yourself, is this something that you would hire an employee to do? Are you displacing an employee with an intern? And if the answer is yes, then think of another task. Any tasks the interns do should not be uh, should not be directly generating revenue for the company. They can, of course, I'm sure that, you know, they'll indirectly affect the revenue of the company, but they shouldn't be linked to any sales. They shouldn't be handling anything related to the money or the finances of the business. You mentioned earlier that internships typically last a semester. How long is that for for those of us in the UK or, or listening elsewhere in the world? How long is a semester? Is that, um, am I right in thinking that's like a four month, six month um, type period? Um, I think so. I can just kind of run through the timeframes because I sure. think people like to know about that. So Um, You know, right now we're entering summer internship season. So most students that intern over the summer are starting in June and they're ending in August, depending on when their school gets out. So the students that get out of school a little bit earlier, um, they started their their summer internships probably two weeks ago and they'll end uh, um, around August 8th, the end of the first week of August. Um, And then students that get out a little bit later, closer to the end of June. They'll start their internships the last week of June, and they'll probably go through the end of August, and then they'll go back to school um, sometime in September. Uh, fall internships are usually September until early December, when students typically have their final exams. And then uh, spring internships are typically the end of January until, I would say, early May. Do interns have to physically be on the premises at the place of work, or can internships be virtual? That's a great question, especially for uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, virtual internships have become very popular over the past five years. I'm a small business owner. As I mentioned, we have three full-time employees. I'm the CEO and I'm in Los Angeles and my employees are in New York and we all work from home. Mm-hmm. So for us, we have maintained a virtual internship program, which has worked very well considering the, the setup, geographically speaking, of our business. So every year we'll hire two to four virtual interns to help. They're all unpaid interns, so they're only interning um, approximately 12 hours a week. Um, And they are from all over the country. Uh, We have kept them in the 
in the same country as us for the most part, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times they're in different time zones than we are. And it's just important that when you do have a virtual program that it stays very structured. And as the business owner, it's really your job to make sure that you have specific hours, even though the interns are virtual, my interns still have specific days a week and specific hours that they are supposed to be at their computer and available. And we communicate through a variety of means, mainly Skype, conference calls every morning to check in and go over the calendar for the day, um, email and texting. Can internships be international? You know, you mentioned that in your case, uh, you kept within the US for what you were doing. But is there the option? Does it ever happen that someone from the UK could have an intern from the USA or, or vice versa? Obviously, if it's a virtual internship, you don't have to deal with all of the visa issues and all of the paperwork that you do if it's in person. So yes, absolutely. You just want to be the trickiest thing that you're dealing with is the time zone. And you want to make sure that an internship, even if it's virtual, the students still need to be supervised. So in order to supervise a virtual intern, it really means that you are actively working while they are actively working so that you can constantly check in with them Mm -hmm. and make sure that, you know, they're on top of everything. They don't have any questions. And so if you're using a student from the U.S. and you're based in the U.K. with the time zone, you just need to make sure that works out. Sure. Is there any um, limit to the number of interns that we can have? Um, technically there's no limit, but you want to be careful. And I think a lot of what a lot of uh, business owners don't realize is that interns are a lot of work. Like I said, you have to be on top of everything that they're doing. You don't have to babysit them the entire day, but you need to constantly be checking in with them. You need to constantly have work for them to do because the second they're sitting around and have nothing to do the internship is getting questionable. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you're constantly providing them with feedback because they have to learn from what they're doing and assignments. And if you don't have that, and again, sometimes that takes you away from what you're doing. So if you don't have someone in your office that's a designated internship coordinator, which a lot of small businesses and startups don't have, just make sure that you're ready to take on that workload. In terms of laws and rules about internships, does that differ from country to country? And is there anywhere that we could go to read up about this and find out what's allowed and what's not allowed? In the US, we have the, um, it's called the FLSA, the Fair Labor Standards Act. And you could definitely look into that because I think regardless of where you are, it provides six criteria that unpaid internships should follow. Again, it's called the Fair Labor Standards Act and it was put out by the US Department of Labor. I'm not familiar with the, um, with any specific guidelines that have been put out in the UK, but those, uh, the US guidelines would be really helpful for anybody to read over. Sure. I mean, over here in the UK, we have the Citizens Advice Bureau. So possibly, you know, if you wanted to ever find something out, you can go down there and find out where you stand on a certain issue. So, um, you know, I I would imagine that um, in many countries, no matter where in the world you're listening to this, there's probably going to be some kind of governing body in your own country that would be able to give advice on this topic. Absolutely. And there are different you know, there are uh, different sanctions put in place for different countries. So like you said, definitely look into those. Okay, so um, how can we find good interns? Internqueen.com is my website. And, um, you know, I created it so that employers would have a place to employers from all over the world could post their internships and get in applicants. So I would definitely recommend checking out my site. But then I would also suggest... um, trying to build relationships with the schools that are in that are uh, in, you know, maybe within a 30 mile, um, 
a 30 minute drive from your location. So I would call the career centers. You could um, look up their career center websites online and maybe send them an email and try to set up a phone call and just learn more about the process. A lot of uh, college career centers or university career centers, they have internship packets and they have tons of resources and guidelines that employers can use when building out their internship program. They'll supply you with evaluation forms for students so that you can make sure you and your team are giving students the feedback that they need. And once we've got interns, um, do you have any tips for training and managing those interns? Yeah, I would say that um, before you even put that internship posting up, you want to have a team meeting and make sure that everyone that works with you is aware of the goals of the internship program. Mm-hmm. Um, they all need to know. I would work with everybody to create a list of approved intern tasks Every task should have a learning objective associated with it. So, for example, if you have the interns managing your Twitter feed, you have to think to yourself, what is the student getting out of this? Why is this a beneficial thing for them to learn? And actually, managing a social media page for a company is a great learning tool for a student because that's what a lot of entry-level employees do. And it's important to be able to put yourself outside of your personal social media brand and into the company's mind and think, okay, if I'm the company, how would I tweet about this? How would I talk about this? You know, what message am I trying to get across? So there are learning objectives associated with a lot of these intern tasks, but write them out circulate them and really have a policy in place that no employee is allowed to add to this list unless it's discussed with someone. So again, it's really just making sure that the message is trickled down from the CEO to the assistant and everyone knows what the interns can and cannot do. Um, And then also I would create a timeline for the internship program. When are you putting your listing up? I would suggest letting a listing sit up on a college career website or a website like mine, internqueen.com, for at least two months because then it's going to get as many, you know, you're going to get as many candidates as you can. You'll have the largest pool to select from and then come up with what date are you going to do your interviews? What day are you going to go through the resumes? What day are you going to announce the um the actual interns. When is the start date going to be? More importantly, when is the end date going to be? A lot of companies don't tell students when the end date of the internship is. And then the students tell everybody this and they say, well, my company's taking advantage of me. They don't even have an end date. They want me to work forever for free. And you don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. So the more structure and the more of a calendar you can associate with the internship program, the better. Lauren, my final question is, um, if at the end of the internship, we're not going to offer them a job, um, you know, let's say we don't have a vacancy going, but we, we do want to say thanks because we're really pleased with the work that they did. Uh, we're really happy with them. And we want to, um, you know, make sure that it was a beneficial and worthwhile experience for them. You know, what do we do? Is it a case of um, giving them a glowing reference on their CV or when a potential uh, employer might call us? Um, do we just put in a really good word for them? You know, what, what can we do? So I think it's really nice when employers are really prepared with this stuff. So when you're making that calendar of the um, the entire internship, mm-hmm. two weeks before the end of the internship, that's when the whoever was supervising the interns should write all of the interns a glowing letter of recommendation. I would buy the interns a small gift, whether it's a coffee mug with the company logo mm-hmm. or... Uh, a Starbucks gift card or, you know, just something small. It shouldn't be big, just a small token of your appreciation. 
Um, and that way, on the last day of the internship, you hand them the letter, you hand them their little gift, you send them on their merry way, you tell them to stay in touch. And then again, like I said before, I would make sure that at least three times a year, you're staying in touch with these students. You could even form a Facebook page with all of your intern alumni after, you know, you run the internship program for a certain amount of years, because I promise there's going to be a day when you're going to want to contact these students for your own benefit and you're going to want their contact info. So uh, it's funny how people go from interns and then quickly skyrocket in their careers. So I think being prepared and having that recommendation letter is the best thing. And then just say to the students, if you need me to call anyone on your behalf, you let me know. If you need a recommendation, you let me know. I do recommendations for former interns all the time. Lauren, thank you very much for sharing all this information with us. If we want to find out more um, and you know get seriously into this and actually start hiring interns, where can we go to find out more about you? Uh, where can we get your books? And also, um, please tell us a little bit more about your website because you did say that we could actually post jobs there. So um, please tell us a little bit more about that. Yep. So um, anyone who's interested in posting internships on my website, the website is internqueen.com. You can email me directly, lauren at internqueen.com. Tell me you heard me on this uh, show and we'll give you uh, 15% off of your listing on the site. It's $100 to post an internship on our site. Um, so we'll give you a discount if you heard it, heard it from here. Um, and my book is Welcome to the Real World. If you need a gift for a college grad or a gift for your interns, it's uh, Welcome to the Real World is the graduation book. And All Work, No Pay is the internship book. Mm-hmm. And again, um, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at Intern Queen. Great. That's the end of today's show. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support the show with a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Last of all, Lauren, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much. Bye. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.